Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Vladimir Putin defiant, celebrating Victory Day and defending his invasion of Ukraine. But it's what he didn't say that's just as important. Russia's major military parade to rally the troops. Putin's assault expands to a school where dozens are still missing. Tonight, President Zelensky's emotional address saying Ukraine will win. Abortion rights protests across the country. Thousands of students walk out of class and demonstrations outside the justices' homes. Tonight, the concern among law enforcement about violence. Breaking news, an update in the Alabama jailbreak. The accused murderer is in custody tonight. Why the corrections officer accused of helping him escape is in the hospital. But the gas is killing me, man. How record fuel prices will impact everything from your groceries to those Amazon orders. Inside the Trump White House, not yet seen portions of our 60 Minutes interview with former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, why he was worried about President Trump misusing the military after Election Day. America's overdose crisis and the battle to stop fentanyl at the border. And finally tonight, growing up without a mother in the picture, the famous sister making it her mission to mentor girls in a situation like hers. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. We come on the air with some breaking news about that Alabama couple on the run. A murder suspect and the former jail official that helped him escape have been captured in Indiana following a car chase. We're going to have that story in just a moment, but first we start overseas with the war in Ukraine. Today is Victory Day, a celebration of the defeat of the Nazis in World War II. It was expected today that President Vladimir Putin would declare victory in his latest war, but instead he used the occasion to blame the West. Meanwhile, Ukrainian officials confirmed that at least 60 civilians were killed over the weekend when Russian troops bombed a school that was being used as a shelter in eastern Ukraine. And an update as First Lady Jill Biden is now back at the White House home from a four-day trip to eastern Europe following a surprise Mother's Day visit to Ukraine. So we've got a lot of news to get to tonight and CBS's Charlie Daggett will start us off from eastern Ukraine. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. President Putin's much-anticipated speech lasted 11 minutes and ended up having less to do with what he said than what he didn't say. And that has come as a relief, at least for now. The annual Victory Day parade marking the defeat of Nazi Germany had all the pomp, but none of the punch. Instead, the Russian president went on the defensive, accusing the U.S., NATO, and Kyiv of starting the fight and rallying troops to defend the motherland. So that no one forgets the lessons of World War II, he said, so there is no place in the world for executioners, punishers, and Nazis. Victory Day was commemorated in Ukraine, too. And in his own speech, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky accused Putin of repeating the horrific crimes of Hitler's regime today. Very soon, there will be two Victory Days in Ukraine, he said, and someone will be left with none. We won then, we will win now. Yet, his soldiers and citizens are facing an increasingly brutal Russian assault in eastern Ukraine. The latest atrocity, the Russian airstrike that leveled a school in Luhansk where families had taken shelter and now where around 60 people are believed to have died. Everywhere along the front line, we've witnessed the widespread destruction of homes, even whole apartment blocks. In the time that we've been here, we've seen the Russians expand their target range to include railway lines, industrial sites, even seemingly random targets like this education center in the middle of a residential neighborhood. 66-year-old Ludmila Krivinos and her husband were injured when shells rained down on their farmhouse in the village of Drobyshev for 24 hours nonstop. I was thrown out by the shock wave, she said. When she came to, her husband was lying in a pool of blood, both legs and an arm shattered. And while the last civilians have been evacuated from the steel plant in Mariupol, roughly 2,000 Ukrainian fighters say they will fight the Russians to the end. There's little wonder Putin couldn't declare any kind of victory in Ukraine. Even in Mariupol, there is no victory to celebrate. Here in Kramatorsk, there's been a marked increase in the number of explosions in the past 24 hours. Some of that has been outgoing artillery and mortars. A U.S. defense official tells CBS News Russians have made uneven and incremental progress in this region. Nora? Charlie Daggett in eastern Ukraine, thank you. 
We want to turn out of that breaking news on the manhunt for a man deemed armed and dangerous by police and the corrections officer who's accused of helping him escape from jail. CBS Scott McFarlane is with us in these fast-moving developments. Our great Scott, what are we learning just in the last few minutes? Yeah, Nora, after more than 10 days, Casey White is back in police custody. He's a murder suspect from Alabama who escaped with the help of Vicki White. The two aren't related, but Vicki worked at the jail where Casey was being held as he awaited a murder trial. The couple was found 219 miles away in Evansville, Indiana, after what's being described as a short car chase. CBS News has learned U.S. Marshals investigators got to Indiana yesterday after an abandoned truck was recovered at a car wash and was tied to Casey White. The car wash operator shared surveillance images of him. The fugitives were spotted in that vehicle. Vicki White was in the truck with Casey and suffered a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. She's been taken to the hospital. Her condition is unknown. The sheriff spoke a short time ago. Take a listen to what he had to say. We got a dangerous man off the street today. Uh, he is never going to see the light of day again. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing for not just our community, but that's a good thing for this country. Nora, obviously still a lot of outstanding questions that we'll hopefully learn the answers to in the days ahead. Wow, what a stunning end. Thank you, Scott McFarlane. Well, there are growing fears tonight of violence as anger grows in the wake of the leaked draft opinion from the Supreme Court. Protests are taking place in cities all across the country, including in front of the homes of some of the conservative justices. We get more now from CBS's Nicole Killian. We will defend Roe. From a rally in New Jersey to a school walkout in Northern Virginia. Abortion rights supporters continued mass demonstrations in cities around the country. As the Senate prepares to vote this week to codify abortion protections into federal law. The vote will shine light on every single one of us. A CBS News poll shows nearly two-thirds of Americans surveyed once Roe versus Wade kept as is, while those supporting its reversal say it would be a protection for the unborn. The fervent divide sparked heated protest over the weekend outside of the homes of Supreme Court Justices Brett Kavanaugh and John Roberts. Violence, threats, and, and intimidation have no place in political discourse. The White House also condemned an attack on an anti-abortion organization in Madison, Wisconsin Sunday, which is being investigated as an arson. And CBS News has learned law enforcement officials are monitoring threats from activists on both sides of the debate. Trying to scare federal judges and ruling a certain way is far outside the bounds of First Amendment speech. Or Minority leader Mitch McConnell said in a new interview, a national abortion ban is possible if Roe is overturned and Republicans take back the majority. New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. You take the minority leader at his word? As you should. Um, he said he's going to do terrible things, and he does do the terrible things. And he really uh, has had no holds barred in this attack on women, an attack on their autonomy and their independence, their freedom to make these really important decisions. Democrats still don't have the 60 votes needed to protect abortion rights. So if this week's vote fails, they say it will be on the ballot this November. As for those protests, another one is scheduled tonight outside the home of Justice Alito, who authored that leaked opinion. Nora. Nicole Killian on Capitol Hill for us. Thank you. 
Let's turn now to a portion of our 60 Minutes interview that you haven't seen. Tonight, former Secretary of Defense Mark Esper paints a picture of an embattled president who made re-election his top priority. Esper says he was so concerned about how President Trump might misuse the military before, during, or after the votes were counted that he used a meeting with Pentagon leadership to put the commander of the National Guard on alert just days before the election. I had this very private meeting uh, with General Milley, and General Dan Hokanson. And it was under the guise of discussing National Guard stuff because people watched my calendar. And so uh, at the end of the meeting, I said to General Hokanson, who's the head of the National Guard, and I have to say to him, you know, Dan, if in the next few days, on, on the day following election, if you get a call from the White House where you're asked to deploy troops or call up the Guard or whatever, acknowledged the call and immediately phoned me. I needed to have some type of warning mechanism in place. I needed a way to make sure that I could intervene. You needed a circuit breaker. I needed, a, I needed to be the circuit breaker to kind of go back to the White House, to go to the president, to do whatever could if it was some misuse of the military, right, or politicization of the military in this context. What's interesting to me in reading the book is how much of the time you were actually on the offensive, like you were anticipating and drawing out scenarios and to avoid a worst case scenario. As I describe in the book, once uh, President Trump beats impeachment in, uh, in 2019, as we roll into 2020, there's this kind of new feeling of empowerment. And I could also look at the election and realize, you know, here's the president who had the, a great economy, but it's now weighed down by COVID. Uh, the pandemic, it's not playing well for him. He's trailing in the polls. And more than anything else, he wants to be reelected. And that's what I had to be conscious of day in and day out. But again, by the same token, I couldn't do anything that would get me fired. Because if I got fired, then who would they bring in behind me to do these things? That's the High Wire Act. That's the High Wire Act. All right, we want to turn now to America's escalating fentanyl crisis. The synthetic drug can be up to 50 times stronger than heroin, and it's largely blamed for killing more than 100,000 Americans in a year. Tonight, CBS's Lilia Luciano reports in-depth on the epidemic, its tragic toll on families, and the high-tech battle at the southern border to stop the poisoning. The trucks start lining up before dawn. Up to 1,200 each day pass through the border in Brownsville, Texas, where Customs and Border Protection officers screen goods entering from Mexico. Well, the right here, we have one of our new non-intrusive inspection equipment, so to speak. But here, agents like Tater Ortiz are testing new technology, trying to stay one step ahead of the drug cartels. I've, I've seen it on people. I've seen it in vehicles, I've seen it in conveyances, and I've seen it in commodity coming in as well. So it, it's, it doesn't it varies from person to person, so to speak. So as smuggling becomes more creative, so do yes, you. Yes, yes. This high energy scanner snaps detailed x-rays of a truck. The image is then studied by officers trained to spot irregularities in the cargo. The mission to stop illegal drugs like fentanyl, a powerful synthetic opioid from getting through. Is the goal to do the x-ray inspection on every single truck? The eventual goal to be yes, to scan and adjudicate everything coming in. Pills containing fentanyl seized by law enforcement surged nearly 50-fold between 2018 and 2021. 
the deadliest year on record for overdose deaths. He was 16 and a half years old when he passed away. Jaime Puerta's 16-year-old son, Daniel, struggled with depression. In 2020, he went on social media and bought what he thought was a pain pill. My child did not choose to consume fentanyl. My child chose to consume what he thought was an oxycodone pill. Puerta now spends his time educating teens and parents about contaminated drugs. We're not going to arrest our way out of this. Education is key. We have to get the education into our high schools, even if it scares them. And where do you find solace? I find solace knowing that my son is in a much better place than I am and that he will be waiting for me when it's my time to go. Until then, he's hoping awareness can save lives. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, Brownsville, Texas. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we're following up on Lilia's story with the person in charge of stopping the flood of deadly narcotics. Our exclusive interview with DEA Administrator Ann Milgram, who is sounding the alarm about fentanyl, kids, and social media. If you're a parent, you're going to want to hear what she has to say. All right, the nationwide shortage of infant formula is getting worse. Nearly 40% of all brands are out of stock. More than half of states are struggling to keep formula on the shelves. It's gotten so bad that major retailers are limiting purchases. The shortage is being blamed on the supply chain slowdown and was made worse by the shutdown of a major formula plant in Michigan due to possible bacterial infections. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Now to Wall Street. While the stock market is hurting your 401k, few things are hurting the family budget as much as filling up the gas tank. The national average for regular gas is now 4.32 a gallon. That's just one cent off the all-time record. The price of diesel is at a new record at $5.54 per gallon. CBS's Carter Evans is in California with the highest prices in the nation. Gas prices just keep going up 16 days straight. They're now 46% higher than the same time last year, forcing contractor Richard Govea to charge his customers more. I mean, I'm really, really kind of barely making it. There's no end in sight, and it's already much more expensive for vehicles that take diesel. <laughs> Trucker Jay Fortner says just a few months ago, a fill-up cost him about 700 bucks. Now. It's about a thousand. Diesel is up 78% over last year. And even if you don't fill up with diesel, you're paying for it because just about everything we buy is driven by truck. Our country runs on diesel. As a result, about 10% of overall inflation is due to diesel, according to Moody's chief economist, Mark Zandi. Prices are going up for, you know, everything that's shipped. When you go shopping at the grocery store, uh, the cost of getting that food on the store shelf goes back to the 
cost of diesel or think about the UPS or the FedEx or Amazon. You've heard the expression, it rolls downhill. That's, that's how it works. We've got to charge the general public's got to pay more, you know. It sounds like there may not be a quick fix. No, I mean, the fix here is hopefully we get more oil supplies. We're not going to see lower oil prices, lower gasoline prices, I think, until towards the end of the year, probably not until this time next year. Now, at this truck stop outside L.A., a gallon of diesel costs $6.49. Fully loaded, these trucks only get about six and a half miles a gallon. So these truckers are paying a dollar for every mile they drive, and that's just for fuel. Nora? Explains why the prices are going up. Carter Evans, thank you so much. All right, tonight, the investigation into the mysterious deaths of three American tourists in the Bahamas has moved to a lab in Philadelphia. Samples from the bodies and the nearby villas where they were staying could help investigators determine what happened. Two couples in their 60s from Tennessee and Florida fell ill at a Sandals resort. One woman remains in serious condition. Foul play is not expected. Millions of families celebrated Mother's Day this weekend, but far too many young girls grow up without that maternal bond. CBS's Janet Shamlian has one woman's mission to change that in our series, The Modern Mom. She's not much more than a kid herself, but Adriana Norfleet, without her mother in the picture, has long been a caregiver for her family, including a sister with cerebral palsy. I have five siblings, and I'm the oldest out of all of us, and I always felt like I'm, like, alone. Like, I always have to take care of them by myself. But the teen says she's felt less alone the last two years, thanks to a friend she describes as an older sister. Tregill Wade Johnson, who is the big sister of former NBA superstar Dwayne Wade. Wade, another three. It's good. And who she helped raise when their mom was absent from their lives as children. When you don't have that one person who birthed you, it is a different type of loneliness. Wade Johnson wanted to help other young women feeling that, starting the mentoring group America's Big Sisters and becoming just that to Jalea Henderson Elliott. How do you think her presence in your life has enhanced your life? It showed me that even without my mother, I can be successful. Wade Johnson mentors dozens of young women, a connection that's especially important this time of year. Mother's Day is a big deal for me because I did not have her. That wound for you is still there. Every girl always want their mom. Now ensuring others, they're not alone. A long day. Yeah. Yes. Janet Shamley and CBS News, Houston. Finally tonight, we want to leave you with the scene from below the streets of Kyiv as U2's Bono and the Edge played a surprise concert inside a bomb shelter with a Ukrainian soldier. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. I've been a reporter for more than three decades, and along the way, I've been talking to myself in notebooks I've carried in my back pocket. They've captured thoughts about life, parenthood, death, friendship, and more. I'm John Dickerson, and I'd like you to join me in figuring out what these 30 years of notebooks mean in my new podcast, Naval Gazing. Each episode, we dig through the piles of notebooks that I've been collecting, and from their entries, 
try to sort out what makes a life. This collection of audio essays is available wherever you get your podcasts.